92.9 Triple M on this Tuesday morning, Tuesday, Feb 1. I think the first thing we should say here, X, and I think we should accept that this is a fact of life when it comes to any discussion about Justin Langer. We are going to have a different view on this side of the country to clearly what is coming out of the other side of the country. Of course. Uh, And it is clear from reading a lot of the commentary from a lot of the journalists on the East Coast, Mm. there is a push, if you like, or a representation of a set of facts that suggest Justin Langer's time as coach of the Australian cricket team is up. And been up for months. Uh, And today's article, written by Malcolm Conn, chief cricket writer for the Sydney Morning Herald, uh, which I know the journo himself never writes the headline, but the headline is Langer Meltdown Appears to Spell the End for Australian Coach. And the first paragraph says, Justin Langer has put his already tenuous position as national cricket coach in further jeopardy after melting down in a meeting with Cricket Australia. Malcolm Conn joins us on the program right now. Malcolm, good morning. G'day, Baz. G'day, Zave. Uh, Mel, you haven't missed the, you haven't mucked about here. You've gone hard as you have done for pretty much twelve months, and it seems that you are convinced that Justin Langer won't be the coach of Australia going forward. You know, I'd I'd be surprised. I mean, who, who knows uh, what the Cricket Australia board's going to do when they meet on Friday, or if there will be any decision. There may not be a decision on Friday, but uh, it's uh, the consistent feedback I've had from behind the scenes for oh, basically for Justin's tenure, and I want to sort of say here and now. Uh, firstly, for the kind intro, I was expecting the complete grilling and didn't get it. So thanks for that. And we're not and, done uh, yet, Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and um, secondly, look, I have great respect for Justin. Um, he's a very fine uh, fellow um, who's done a lot for a lot of different people, and he's uh, obviously uh, an enormous part of Australian cricket folklore. He, him and Justin, uh, sorry, Matthew Hayden were uh, were tremendous in that successful era, and uh, he deserved all the accolades he could get. But uh, uh, his coaching is a separate issue and uh, Justin is a sort of a, an intense sort of highly strung sort of a guy and that's uh, over time um, wore players down and uh, in the end um, after three and a half years of it they had a mutiny in August and things uh, changed because Justin t- took a back seat now it depends who you talk to if you talk to Cricket Australia or people on uh uh, in that area, they'll tell you that uh, Justin played an important strategic behind-the-scenes role. If you talk to people sort of closely connected to the squad, they'll tell you that uh, he got out of the way and we got on with it. It was a much more relaxed and happy place. So uh, that's basically where it lands. Malcolm, uh, being a coach, the one thing you want is your, your players to be on side. And you said in August there was a mutiny amongst the players. Which players? Which players have led this uh, mutiny against uh, Justin Langer? Uh well, as I wrote uh, at the time, the, the mutiny was led by the three players in the leadership group. So it was then uh, captain of the test team, Tim Payne, the captain of the white ball team, Aaron Finch, and uh, captain in waiting, as he turned out to be, who was the vice captain at the time, Pat Cummins. And uh, they were increasingly concerned, frustrated, annoyed that Cricket Australia weren't taking their concerns seriously, despite regular reviews. Um, about the coach and his uh, what they considered his negative impact on the team. So uh, they took it upon themselves, firstly, to go to um, the chairman at the time, Earl Eddings, and the chief executive, Nick Hockley, uh, and express their concerns directly. And then having done that, they each in turn spoke to Justin and expressed their concerns directly. And 
things did change and certainly it's been a much happier camp in the past six months as uh, Justin's taken a back seat but uh, it's uh, a shame that it took a mutiny to get to that point. So the bit that is difficult to reconcile for people over here is albeit there may have been some personality issues or clashes the fact is Malcolm the results have come and most people in the Australian cricketing public all they care about is results and you can't argue with the results. We won the T20 World Cup. We won the Ashes 4-zip. We were one, one wicket away from 5-zip. He was Wisden Coach of the Year. So why does any of what you're talking about matter if the results are coming? Uh, because if you, uh, if you draw a timeline through it, uh, if you, the mutiny took place in August. Justin took a back seat. So obviously um, we had a, a history-making series loss to India, the first time that Australia's ever lost to India. Um, and by that stage, everyone had had a gutful. Um, and it would have been interesting if the players had then gone on to South Africa because I think it might have blown up then. Um, but uh, subsequently, as I said, they had that mutiny. Justin took a back seat. Things were run basically run by the assistant coaches, Andrew McDonald and uh, Michael DiMenuto. And uh, it was a m- much more relaxed and comfortable environment. And the results came. Mm. Having been in a footy club, though, I must say, uh, with Alistair Clarkson, uh, Adam Simpson would run it a lot of the time. Chris Fagan would run it a lot of the time. Luke Beveridge would run it a lot of the time. So it's not that unusual that assistant coaches step in, though, in a professional organisation, is it? No, it's not. But I think that uh, where uh, a lot of people get lost here is the crossover between the footy coach and the cricket coach. A cricket coach is not a footy coach. A cricket team for the 144 years or so have played international cricket is run by the captain. Mm-hmm. And uh, the coach is then supposed to be a sort of mentor and helper. Yep. And if you, if, you, if you want an example, uh, let's get your listeners off the top now. How many people can name the New Zealand coach? Mm. No, the New enough. Zealand coach is uh, a behind-the-scenes guy who works with the captain and the senior players. New Zealand are currently reigning test cricket champions. And uh, had it not been for a strange quirk of ICC rules, yeah. we'd probably be ICC uh, World Cup champions as well. So I think we have to... Uh, not merge the cricket and the football coach. They are two different things. Gary, right. Gary Steed, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, a couple of points. Well from, done. A couple of points <laughs> from no, the that article. Was a quick Google, I must say. Today, Malcolm. So there's a suggestion that Justin Langer was told to reapply for his job. Uh, I know that people close to Justin Langer say that is not the case. And as I understand it, I think there was some. Uh, conflagration around uh, what the discussion was in uh, what involved, and uh, that wasn't it wasn't as clear cut as it was originally um, portrayed. A suggestion in the article that no senior players want Justin Langer to continue. Again, people close to Justin Langer say that is simply not the case. Well, it's interesting because I, I mean, different people speak to uh, obviously uh, have different contexts, but from all the people that I speak to. Uh, there is a great respect for Justin and all he's done in cricket, but I haven't spoken to anyone who wants, who wants Justin Langer to continue as coach. Well, I can't imagine, just, just on that, I mean, just as an absolute baseline, I can't imagine in any world Cameron Green and Jai Richardson would not want him to continue. There's a couple just just starters. Well, well you're probably right. Um, and Jai Richardson, in fact, it's interesting you bring up Jai Richardson's name. Jai Richardson is the... Only player I've heard come out publicly and, and endorse Justin to continue as coach. And that was, or he was obviously asked a leading question and gave a yes, of course, answer. But of course, the young West Australian guys coming up through the system, they're just interested in 
working on their outswingers and their cover drives. They're, mm. they're sort of um, not part of the, uh, I suppose you'd say, the engine room of, of what takes, an Australian, uh, takes part in Australian cricket. Mate, can you give us a little bit of details of what the actual meltdown was behind the closed doors that was uh, leaked out? Well, my understanding is that uh, Justin got angry. Now, there are obviously various uh, levels of anger and uh, and Justin can, uh, having toured with the Australian team um, as a media manager for both the 2019 World Cup and the 2019 Ashes, so I spent a couple of months away with them and obviously dealt closely with mm-hmm. Justin at various stages. It doesn't take much for uh, for Justin to make his uh, point of view pretty clear, and it might be a matter of interpretation as what's considered a uh, a blow up and what's considered an answer. Uh, Tim Payne, Aaron Finch, and uh, Cummins, the 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 captain now, were the players that you talked about in particular. I mean, it just doesn't reconcile that Langer would go out of his way to spend time with Payne, that uh, he showed great empathy for Payne after what happened to him. Finch, they scored the T20 result together. Cummins, obviously an outstanding result here. Is it not possible that enough has changed since August that the overall picture has changed, Malcolm? Well, that's not the feedback I'm getting. I mean, obviously I spent a lot of time on the phone and that's not the feedback I'm getting. Uh, one, so, sorry. One, yeah. one last one from me, just just specifically on the two assistant coaches running the show. Again, I know from people close to Justin Langer, they absolutely contest that. And just because he wasn't necessarily front and centre sitting in the front row in the dressing room or on the TV camera doesn't mean that he was still very active in the planning, preparation and leadership of that team during the Ashes that we've just seen. And that's what Cricket Australia say. So if you were a, uh, a gambling man, uh, Malcolm, would you suggest that uh, McDonald or Devenudo will be replacing JL come of nearly Friday? Uh, if I was a gambling man, I wouldn't bet on cricket. and I certainly wouldn't bet on uh, Cricket Australia. So um, in, a, in a, a short sentence, I have no idea what the board's going to do uh, and uh, how they're going to handle it. But uh, I know that I think the Cricket Australia's handled it very poorly because... Uh, Whatever decision is going to be made should have been made a long time ago, and, and if Justin wasn't going to continue, he should have been going out. Should have been able to go out as a conquering hero, and just keep kicking the can down the road till we've got to this sort of point of innu- innuendo and uh, mm-hmm. and conversation. Yep. Uh, Malcolm, how will it look for Australian cricket if Justin Langer gets sacked or is not reappointed, and takes oh. takes the job as coach of England and has success with England? Well. It, it, the whole thing shapes – well, it already is a diabolical PR exercise for Australian cricket. Yeah. You've got one of the all-time greats of Australian cricket who's um, uh, hanging out to find out whether he's going to be coach or not, and the can, the can gets uh, keeps getting kicked down the road. I mean, there should have been some strategic long-term leadership around this one way or the other, not just say, oh, we're not going to make it a decision until – after the Ashes, and then, of course, what happens? Well, where's the decision? And everyone's talking about it. I mean, you guys know from your experience in footy, if a footy coach is not reappointed 12 months in advance, there's a year of speculation about his future. And if you go Norton 4, then the next sort of 18 weeks, he's gone mm-hmm. and probably is. Malcolm, important to ask, uh, and people are asking over here, I mean, are you firing bullets on behalf of Cricket Australia or somebody in cricket? I mean, are you doing the work for Setting them? Setting up the foot, doing the lug work. Well, have a think about that. What what would be the motivation for that? What what look? 
I, I've covered Justin's entire playing career as a journalist, and I have a great admiration for him. And look, Justin, I'll tell you, I, you know, I gave him a hard time when he was a player. Well, I did for the first half of his career because he struggled and he got dropped three times. But the second half of his career from 2001 to, what, 2007, it was an absolute revelation. He's one of the, the all-time greats. Mm. So what on what basis would I be uh, firing bullets for anyone? I, I don't understand that. All I'm doing is saying publicly what people have been saying privately now you know people you know this is this is the way the world of sport and politics works mm -hmm. is that particularly with justin being a selector there aren't too many people who are going to come out and say what they think about justin and then yeah. find that uh their name's not on the list next time it comes out mm -hmm. <laughs> i reckon you're pretty pleased you're not cricket australia's media manager at the moment mate uh i'm very pleased i've got to say <laughs> malcolm do you want him out do I want him out? Yeah, do you personally want him out? Look, I'll frame that by saying the feedback I get is that I think Justin's run his race. That's from the feedback I get. Now, I'm not coached by him. I don't deal with him day to day, so it's not up to me. But the feedback I get, I think he's run his race. He's been there four years. And look, he did a tremendous job. He was very important uh, in that role when he first came in. Very important. He, uh, after Sandpaper Gate, when sort of the, the net era of Australian cricket, uh, he really helped build, rebuild the, the trust and the faith in Australian cricket. He's he's a very. You just have to look at my social media feed to see how popular mm. he is as a, as a, a an icon of Australian cricket. So he did an enormous job. But over time, um, you know, the players have been worn down, and mm. uh, and I think it's time for a change. And I don't know if you if you run through the footy sphere, unless you're a particularly successful footy coach, then you don't last more than four years. Now I know it's not not a direct analogy, but uh, I, I think that Australian cricket would benefit uh, from a change for someone who's got a more relaxed demeanour. But that's that's from the feedback I've received. That's not my mm -hmm. personal view because I don't think my personal view holds a lot of weight in this. It's what I'm being told. Yeah. And mate, last one from us. In 2019, where you were in the inner sanctum, did you witness some stuff from JL that you thought that's outrageous and not coachworthy? Uh, no. There were times... That there was certainly times that I felt were uncomfortable and unnecessary that, um, you know, I felt sort of, I, I sort of <laughs> got to, to, to know very early on in the piece that um, you stayed out of his way, that you didn't speak to him unless you absolutely had to, that you're better off trying to go to other members of support staff who, or whoever it might be to, to do your job or to find out what you had to do, just uh, give him some clear air because you weren't sure whether you are going to get an answer or an explosion. But sh sharing that stuff when you were back as a journo, is that is that unfair on Justin Langer that you might have used stuff that you're able to access because you were part of the setup to then use it in your uh, return the to the yeah. journalistic profession? Well, I was privy to a lot of very private things that took place in management meetings that I've never told anyone uh, because I think that that's inner sanctum stuff. I think that this that the, the discussion we're having now goes to Justin's uh, volatility. And I think that all I did was use my several, two or three, might have only been two small examples of what I experienced to explain what the players felt they were going through on a daily basis. So certainly there's stuff in the vault that uh, from uh, management meetings that I, I would n never discuss with anyone because um, that, that's uh, uh, private information as far mm. as I'm concerned. Last one, Malcolm. If he is prepared to continue on in the way that he in, in the way that he played his role during the Ashes, 
which clearly got the results and clearly got the results during the during the T20 World Cup. Is that situation not enough for Australian cricket? It's worked. Why can't it continue to work? Well, I'm just wondering whether it's worked because um, there was a feeling that there was a use-by date. Right, Justin's taken a back seat and then his contract runs out in six months, so let's go and do it and we'll get over it and, and move on. So, And look, there's no question. Look, it's a shame that it t- like there was constant feedback provided and nothing changed. And it took three and a half years and a mutiny to change things. Now, there's certainly no question that things are happier now than they were. And there's certainly no question there's a lot of respect for Justin, as there should be. But uh, I'm not convinced from the feedback I've got that that, that, that is um, that that anyone, uh, certainly anyone sort of in and around the, the inner sanctum, uh, wants him to go on. Longest interview in Triple M Breakfast history, Malcolm, but we appreciate you taking uh, some time to chat through it this morning. That's all right. I'm going to have a line down now. Thanks, guys. Good mate. Thank you. <laughs> Malcolm Conn, Chief Cricket Writer with the Sydney Morning Herald, and I think it goes without saying. I mean, our final world word over here, and we appreciate Malcolm batting up, putting the pads on, and uh, discussing it with yeah. us. He's got the utmost respect over here. Yeah. And uh, there'll almost be a mutiny from West Australian cricket cricket if he gets treated the way it looks like he might. Well, Tim Payne gone. Finch pretty much gone. Hasn't made a run for a long period of time. How's the relationship going to be between Pat Cummins, Captain, and JL? Or is it okay? Having just won the Ashes 4-zip, looks all right from the outside right now. It's hard to lead a mutiny and then turn quickly. Triple M.